Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. You know, there's times when you preach or you teach or you talk about certain subjects uh, as an encouragement. The Bible talks about encourage all believers. And then there's times that you talk about things as a warning. You know, when you're raising kids, I'm raising a son now and I've got another one on the way. Uh, As a parent, there's a gravity to that because I know that my sons will be a reflection of my wife and I for the rest of their lives. And the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. The Bible talks about the foolish child brings, brings grief to his father. But you know, when children turn out a certain way, 99% of the time, it's the parent's fault. And that's tough. You know, people, <laughs> people, it's like, it's like with, with anyway, it's like with marriage, when marriages don't work. Sure, there are times where one person's doing things, everything right, and then the other person goes and just, you know, sins or uh, cheats on them. Those things happen. But a lot of times there's, there's most times it's times, uh, it's, it's things on both sides that cause it. But so my, my job as a parent is to make sure that my son makes it to heaven and, and, and follows the Lord. And the Bible says that if I do things right, he will never depart from the ways of the Lord. And so if I do things wrong, it gives opportunity that he'll depart from the ways of the Lord. So there's a gravity to that. And I'm, I'm praying along those lines because I'm, you know, I'm seeing people and seeing things and, and throughout my, you know, teenage years, seeing friends who, who went to the same church that I did, grew up in the same anointing that I did, and then now aren't in church are just living a worldly life. And it's like those, those years of receiving the gospel never happened. And I know it's not the end of the story because the Lord's married to the backslider, but it's like, I can't imagine a worse grief than for, for those things to happen. So there's, there's a responsibility on parents and a gravity to raise their children right. But it's, there's also a responsibility on me as a minister, um, and you're not my children, right? But to, to speak the truth in love and to warn people to encourage people in their faith, to encourage people to walk in love, but then to warn people of pitfalls that I've seen and pitfalls in the word of God that the Bible actually warns you against. So today, the podcast is going to be a bit more of a warning. It'll be an encouragement, but it's going to be a bit more of a warning because I'm seeing too many people departing from the truth or at least hanging along the edge and their life and their future and their eternities in the balance because of it. So first, Thessalonians 5, verse 14, I'm going to read it from two different translations, and it says, And we earnestly beseech you, brethren, admonish, which means to warn and seriously advise those who are out of line, the loafers or or the lazy, the disorderly, and the unruly or the undisciplined. Encourage the timid and faint-hearted. Help and give your support to the weak souls, and be very patient with everybody, always keeping your temper. I'm going to read it in uh, NLT. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Warn those who are lazy. You know, I talk a lot about self-discipline on here. And it's because it's really the foundation of a successful life. It's self-discipline. The Bible even says, the Bible uses the word success one time in the Bible. It uses the word prosper, which is similar, but it uses the word success. And, and it's in first, it's in Joshua 1.8. And it says, meditate on the word day and night, and then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll be a good success. But if you're not disciplined to meditate on the Bible, both during the day and then at night before bed, then you, you can't expect to be successful. 
if that's what it takes is if it takes word in the morning and word in the evening, there are people still who don't read, they read the word in the morning and not in the evening. And so it takes actual steps of discipline to see what the Bible says. The Bible says, be generous. And so there's people who want God's blessing on their life, but they're not generous. They're stingy. They give and they're like, it's difficult for them to give their tithe. They give anything above their tithe and they're crying to let it go. You know, if you're crying when you're giving, yes, there's times you give an alabaster box and it means something to you. But if you cry when you're giving big amounts, it means you haven't broken through yet into generosity. You know, you'll break through to the point where nothing, it means nothing to you. You give huge amounts and give things away and it means nothing to you. Why? Because (laughs) I've broken free. My heart is generous. I just give. Just give. It's, 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 It's what we do as believers. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. And so it says, warn the lazy and warn, seriously warn those who are undisciplined. You know, discipline is the foundation for any life. And so I'm not talking about, you know, getting you to be waking up at four o'clock in the morning. And some of you I know already do. And I know many people listening to this are disciplined. But then there's some that are not. And the reason why this is such a big thing is because I've seen too many people who had no discipline in their life. They did, you know, they would go through times of like, in their walk with God, of like strong passion. And, and, and that's necessary. But, but they go through these and then they're waking up and they're spending time with the Lord because they're, they're just in this time. But then over the course of time, other things creep in. The Bible talks about it in Mark 4, how the cares of this world and the love of other things comes in and they get excited about something else. And then they're not disciplined enough to have time with the Lord. And then a month goes by and they barely spend any time with the Lord. And then they're not on fire for the Lord. And then because they don't want to do anything out of religion, oh, I don't want to be religious about it. Those are people who I've seen people who anointed by God, love the Lord, spending time in his presence, and then are backsliding and are, are drinking alcohol, sleeping around. And it's, it was the same person. And the only difference is they just didn't have the discipline to do it when they didn't feel like it. The number one reason people aren't disciplined is because they listen to their feelings. There has to come a point in our lives where we say, I'm not listening to what my feelings say. You know, if you listen to your feelings on when to eat, I know some people don't str- struggle in this area, but if I ate every, if I ate what I wanted to, whenever I felt like it, <laughs> that's how people end up being four or 500 pounds is because they just do whatever they want, right? At some point you have to look at your feelings and say, I'm not being dictated by you. You know, I don't feel like getting out of bed. Well, you get out of bed anyway. I don't feel like waking up. You do it anyway. And so having a foundation of being a person who's disciplined to do something. And again, I'm not saying you have to wake up and pray four hours a day in the morning and four hours a day at night. And, 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 but I'm talking about being a a disciple, being someone who has a foundation in their life. Matthew chapter seven, verse 24, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock, Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it'll collapse with a mighty crash. 
you know, you protect yourself against sin and against sin creeping back in by putting the word on your heart on a daily basis. Psalm 119 verse 9 and verse 11 says, how will a young man keep his way pure by keeping, giving heed according to your word? And then verse 11 says, your word have I hid in my heart so that I may not sin against you. The number one ingredient of, of beating sin is repentance. And, and, but then after that, continuing to live a life of victory over sin is putting the word of God in your heart. The more you put the word of God in your heart, it's like the, it's like the, the water that God uses to purify. It's also like the firewood that God uses to burn the fire, um, to, to, to burn his fire on the inside of you. So if you stop putting the word in, the fire can't be maintained. And so you hide the word in your heart. So continually on a daily basis, putting the word in your heart, continually putting the word in your heart, pressing into the word of God. And I believe we're in a time now where people need to go to the next level, where, where it's, it's, it's to become disciplined people and to become people of full effort. Hey, this is what I'm living for. I'm, not, I'm living for eternity. I'm not living for this earth. I'm not living for enjoyment on this earth. I'm going to start taking, feeding myself and going to the next level spiritually I'm going to start taking it more seriously. And so there's things I believe the Lord will even begin to speak to you about. Specific things for you, things to do. Taking specific time to study. Taking maybe even a day a week that you spend, you, you block out a few hours in the day and you study and you, and you get into the word and the Lord will start leading you through different studies on the blood of Jesus, on the, on the name of Jesus, on, on, on victory over sin, on victory, you know, different things that the Lord will take you through that'll bring revelation into, into your life. There's people who stay stagnant spiritually, they get stagnant spiritually and then they don't grow. And then they're just going through the motions. And if they're being honest, it almost feels like they've lifted up their anchor and they're just coasting. They're not grounded like they used to be. The word grounds you. You put the word in your heart and there's like a strength that comes. It's like you can't be uprooted because the roots are going down deep. And then there's people who just go through months and they want to look like everything's okay. You know, we live in such a generation where everything's for looks. It was kind of funny. Uh, my wife and I went and took, I don't know if I should say this. My wife and I went and took pictures, uh, maternity photos the other day and we went to the beach and uh, uh, took photos. And you know, the, the photographer is a good friend of ours, but he's directing us to do different things. And, and all the things that he was having us doing, okay, now put your, your forehead up against her forehead and then, okay, kiss her on the temple. And then, uh, uh, Krista, you look down and then, and then smile and then whisper something in her ear. And you know, it's like the beach and the water and, (laughs) but I was like, this isn't, this is why people think marriage is a certain way. They think this is what marriage is made up of, that we're just out on the beach walking, whispering sweet nothing into each other's ear all the time. This is what, this is what people married look like. But then we release these photos, right? And she's pregnant and she's holding her belly and I'm holding her from behind and she's holding onto my arm, you know, and things like that. And it's not that we don't hug, you know, it's not that we, but that's not what marriage consists of. But then people get into marriage and when it's not these romantic moments every day, they're like disappointed. I was expecting something different. Marriage, the number one ingredient in marriage is not romance. The number one ingredient in marriage is a commitment to each other. It's a love for each other. It's a commitment even when, when you're, uh, asleep and your wife says, Hey, can you turn on the fan? And she's more awake than you are that you still get up and do it because you putting her first. That's what, (laughs) that's what love is. It's putting someone else first, but people get this idea. And so there's people who want things to look right. They want things, they want to look spiritual. So they post pictures and, and on the outside during worship, they can look right, but then they're in worship and they're clapping and they're singing, but they're thinking about something else and 30 minutes of worship will pass and they're, and they haven't even really stopped to realize I'm singing to God. 
to the Lord. And so it's an external thing. But when you come back to the word and there's just a hunger for the word of God, Lord, I'm going to plant your word in my heart. Lord, I'm going to get more this year than ever. I'm going to get rooted and grounded in your word. Lord, I'm going to have scriptures that when an attack comes, I know I've got a sword to fight back with. You know, you, you get built up by the word of God, like Acts 20, 32 says, and Paul said, now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst all them that are sanctified. So there's a discipline that comes into our lives. And I'm doing this as a warning for you, because if you remain undisciplined, if you can hear the word of God, it's like this last scripture says in Matthew 9, anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is a foolish, like a person who builds his house on the sand. If you can hear the word of God and there's things the Lord's been speaking to you and you, and you don't do them, I'm here to warn you. You may not feel the effects of it now, but you could be counted among those people that in a year from now, I pray not, but you could be counted among those people that in a year from now is not serving the Lord because it's a slow leak. goes from spending time in the presence of God to choosing to go hang out with friends to watching things you shouldn't watch and then not repenting to looking at things you shouldn't look at and not thinking it's a big deal, taking things lightly. And then you look a year from now and these ideas creep in and then people turn and look and then they want to have nothing to do with God and they're making fun of the church and, they're, and, 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 and those honestly... Those are sometimes the hardest people to reach. It's not even like a lost person. When you're making fun, when there's hurt and offenses and you're mocking the things of God. So I pray that's not anyone on this podcast, that's listening to this podcast portion. But discipline keeps you safe. It's a hedge of protection that you put up over your life. Just like for me, my discipline in the way that I eat, I used to be heavy used to be 70 pounds heavier than I am, but my discipline in the way that I eat and the way that I exercise is a hedge of protection for the future. I run three times a week. I eat certain things in the morning. I don't eat certain times a night. I don't, I don't drink calories. There's, there's rules that I've come up with to protect myself from ever going back there. And so God's looking for people to be disciplined. One more scripture, 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. Disciplined in their training. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. There's people who speak about things that others should do, and then they don't do them themselves. It's time now to come back to our foundations, to not be a, for it not to be about what people think of us, but it to be between us and God and strengthening our relationship, letting our roots go down deep. What can you do for the next two weeks that'll change your life? What can you do? What are the things the Lord's been speaking to you that for the next two weeks you could set in motion and 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 plant and let your roots grow down deep. Some of you, it's waking up an hour early and spending an hour in the word, just coming back to love for the word of God. It's time to be disciplined more than ever before. I love you. God bless you. Let this be an encouragement to you. For some of you, let it be a warning, but whatever it is, let's move forward in the things of God. I love you. We'll see you on the next podcast.